from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association, and it is the last segment of the year of our favorite little segment, starting little, ending big, with our wonderful elementary school counselors, Miss Gina James and Elise Hansen. Welcome back, ladies. How are we doing this morning? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I am tired. We had a, uh, we're in the middle of wrestling season now, and I coach at a high school, and yeah, we, we had some late wrestling tournaments over the weekend, so... I am tired, but I am happy to, that is Monday, it's refresh, had a Sunday to relax, and had some choir concerts and whatnot. It's the holidays, it's magical, the kids are always happy. We saw Santa, no one had a meltdown, it was great, none of my toddlers were <laughs> terrified of him, they actually sat on his lap, my my two, my three-year-old was like, okay, Santa, I want a T-Rex, but for Halloween, and <laughs> Santa's like, okay, okay, so yeah, we're we're, we're hanging in there we're doing good um but this so we're december now right um we're in the middle of the holiday season christmas break is coming up um and it's a wonderful opportunity to teach about some soft skills um so like when when we're getting into the holiday season what are some of the things that you guys focus on in your elementary school some of the things you guys teach about one of my favorites is how santa got his job and it's a, a really cute story about different jobs that Santa had before he became Santa Claus. And it also talks about different skills he found that he had. Um, at one time, he was a chimney sweep. Another time, he delivered packages, but he didn't like waiting in traffic. And so he decided to deliver them at night. And so there's all these cute little things that tie into how Santa got his job. And how, then how it, did Santa get his job? <laughs> well, you're going to have to read the story and find out. But wow. obviously the elves needed some help and Santa was in the right place at the right time. But um, it leads to a great discussion on choosing a future career. What are your interests? What do you enjoy doing? What skills do you have mm -hmm. that would help you do well at the job? So it's a fun story. Man, and it, I I do like also like more and more stories or just object lessons, whatever it might be, um, encouraging kids to go go after like the things that they enjoy, the things that bring them happiness, the things that because a lot of times you know, especially when we're young, we're conditioned to just chase the bling bling, right? Chase the money, um, and it let's let's not lie, we want money. That's why we work. But there is a way to create a livable income off of things that we enjoy. And so teaching that at a young age is going to prevent a lot of burnout really early on for teaching happiness versus just teaching what you think is going to bring a lot of money. So I'd like that. And I'd like that. if you can get paid for something that you enjoy doing. Doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Like right now, this doesn't feel like work, guys, but this is part of my job. And I enjoy that very much. Talking to cool people with a microphone and a Zoom call. That doesn't <laughs> suck. OK, but that's part of my job. And I love that. 
I love that. And if you would have told me 10 years ago, or heaven forbid, if you would have told my parents 10 years ago that I'm <laughs> that their boy, part of their job was going to be talking to people on Zoom, they'd have been like, oh, my poor boy. But, you know, it's, that's hey. where that's where life is. It's awesome. Which mm-hmm. leads into the discussion that they might have a future career that hasn't even been created yet. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yes. That's big. That's big. Like, like so many social media platforms that did not exist a decade ago that are giants in the industry right now that are worth so much money that there's a good possibility that whatever our students' jobs are going to be later on in life doesn't even exist yet. A big, big possibility that they don't even exist yet. And to help them be open to those other things because, you know, like when my mom was in college, like the internet was brand spanking new. And so the thought of being a, you know, work from home, do it, do, do your own hours, work as a digital marketer or something like that, totally foreign. Or the concept of being able to send a message to someone in the Philippines in a matter of minutes via a com- magic, a giant back then magic box <laughs> in a room was totally, totally, it was fiction until mm-hmm. it was nonfiction. And so that's a great discussion too, to have with kids that it's okay if you don't like anything right now that you can see in the, in the, in the workforce and the industries, because your thing just might not exist yet, or you might create your thing. That's a big thing too. That might happen. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. One thing I love to focus on at Christmas is teaching them the power of giving and giving them like the research behind it, how it develops happiness in their life and how it makes them physically and even mentally stronger and builds their EQ, their emotional intelligence as they learn to not just think about me, me, me and self-centeredness, but really look and, and then I challenge them to go out and, you know, pick a project and I say, it can be small, like going to your neighbors and, hey, let me help you rake your leaves. But it can be big, too, collecting blocks for the homeless or collecting some food for the, the food bank. And the older the kids are, the more I really challenge them to go out and make a difference. Like Christmas time is a great time that there's lots of opportunities for you to give and learn and grow and become better and stronger. And then I just really try to emphasize that that's truly where happiness is. And I say, you know, you have you ever gotten a toy and it was the coolest thing ever, but then two weeks later, you didn't even play with it anymore. Right. And just watch their aha moments like, oh my gosh, that's because happiness isn't in things. So I think it's a great time to help them really develop deeper emotional intelligence skills. Yeah. And it's a great time to teach them to have fun being empathetic having fun being kind like having that deploying that high eq and being a good person overall is a blast super fun at our school it's not an elementary school granted but at our school we have a a winter tree festival where each club like the wrestling team the softball team the different teams and clubs they're assigned a different family um and they go out and then they shop for that family they they're given a list of the different kids in that family, their clothes sizes, their interests, their hobbies, and they go and they get that family Christmas. And then they auction off a tree at the Winter Tree Festival, and that family becomes the recipient 
of the money, the tree, and the presents that they got from the club. And it is so fun seeing the kids get so hyped up about what they're going to get this little two-year-old, whether they're going to get this, you know, this elementary school kid or this tiny little toddler or this young mom or whatever it might be, and getting so excited about giving to other people. And it makes it really, really fun. And so Mm -hmm. I love seeing opportunities, like you said, to help kids utilize that EQ, but have fun doing it so that later on they're conditioned to have positive thoughts with high EQ versus negative thoughts with emotional stuff. Well, and that's really the true spirit of Christmas, helping them see, you know, and feel what that is. I always try to remind them, have you ever had something for someone that you could not wait to give them? And you just watch their eyes light up and you say, that's what it is. That's the true mm-hmm. spirit of Christmas. That's that feeling of giving that you are so excited about and deep inside you can feel it. And so I love, you know, focusing on that at Christmas. I think it's a good time to teach that. Yeah, yeah. teaching generosity. Um, And I love what you talked about, Gina, and for those elementary school counselors that would want a good story that goes with that, and you probably have one that you use, but uh, one that I've used in the past that goes along with that is called the giving chest. And um, Give us the spark notes. The spark notes, well, um, actually the the artist of that uh, book is from Utah, beautiful pictures and um anyway it it talks about um this magical chest and and there's a workshop and anyway it its title kind of tells you the the gist of it but Mm -hmm. it's got a good story and there's a part where um kids are mean to each other but then they see the right way to serve and help and and what the true meaning is and giving to others. I love that. Oh, that love too. That. The other one I like to use, of course, is the Grinch. The Grinch, dude, the OG, <laughs> OG. Probably not the Jim Carrey version for you elementary schoolers. But... No, I, like to give them the I, like, I like to do the original with them because I feel like, and then I like to teach them about, you know, how Dr. Seuss actually wrote the Grinch within like a two week period. Yeah, And he did his own illustrations. And then, you know, I like to say, you know, do you think he had any idea what this would turn into? And maybe you don't either. But then I like to ask him, so are you more like the Grinch or the Whoville people? Because Mm. they had everything stripped from them. If you got up Christmas morning and there was absolutely nothing for you, could you sing? And it's fun to watch because some of them will be like, no way. But others are like, H yeah. no, man. I'd be mad. I'd be so mad. <laughs> and then yeah. it's just fun it. to watch the reactions as you kind of work them through that. So that it's a fun time of year. You can do some different things and you know bring out lots of those soft skills that help them learn and grow. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then there's um, Christmas oranges. You can teach compassion. Mm. You look uh. at how all of the children had empathy for the girl that didn't get to get have the orange that was sent to her room. And they each shared a slice of their orange so that she could have an orange. I'll tell you what they, when they moved the, when they made the movie adaptation like 10 years ago or so, I was on my mission for, I uh, served a mission for my church and I was on my mission when it came out ish. Um, and, um, they played it and every, and I've watched it multiple times. 
every single time where they get to the part where all the kids band together and like one of them gives the peel and then they all give the piece of the orange. I'm just like, like, it makes me cry every time. I'm like, oh my goodness, like people are so good and our kids need to be reminded of that because us adults, we can be cranky, we can be grouchy and we can have so many assumptions that the world is evil, the world is bad, blah, blah, blah. And in reality, people are good by default. People mm-hmm. are really good. And if we can totally keep, keep training our kids that people are good by default, it's going to be a much more hopeful world. We're not raising cynical people. We're raising a hopeful generation. Totally agree with you on that. I try to put my focus there a lot. It's that most people in the world are very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as we're heading into the new year, it can be a really stressful time for counselors, um, especially you're coming off of a big break. And I know a lot of times they're like, what do I do? It's a new year. This sucks. I'm overwhelmed. And so how can we prepare for the new year and have a good break, but not have it suck (laughs) when we get back off of break? What are some of the things you guys do to prepare for the new year? I actually love January and February because I think it's your best learning time of the whole year. So I save my most important lessons for January, February. Okay. You feel like the kid, the hype of all the holidays are over. The kids really settle into school and that's where your best learning happens. So I actually love this time of year. January Uh, to February is like your most consecutive months mm -hmm. without any like holiday, long holiday interruptions. You have like Martin Luther King day once in February. President's day. Yeah. um, But then nothing. Yeah, they recognize that. It's not like, oh, it's not like November and December where there's a, a week, two week long break every three weeks um, or April or May when it's just like they're at the end of their chain. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that perfect medium. They understand, no, nope, we got school for a bit and we're ready to have school for a bit. We've mm-hmm. been cooped up at home for quite a bit. I want to be at school for a second um, is always nice. Mm-hmm. Another thing to keep in mind is sometimes you might have some high anxiety kids and they have a really hard time coming back from the break. Yeah. And so I like to talk to them before the break and we do some role plays and we talk about coming back from the break and get them ready and prepared. That's a good idea. Prep mm-hmm. your kids that you know are going to have a tough time. Identify those kids, especially those kids that are habitually like maybe your fourth, fifth graders, whatever that you've had for a hot second, you know that they're going to have a tough time coming back and Mm -hmm. practice and prepare with them so they can have a better time coming back. Um, How can you proactively kind of guess, let's say you have like some newer kids, you know, first, second graders that you haven't had or your alphabet has changed, whatever it might be. How can you identify those kids that are going to have a hard time coming back? Well, actually, usually our fourth and fifth grade kids do great. It's our first, second grade, maybe kindergarten. Mm. Um, they're, they're kids that you know have high anxiety. And mm-hmm. so you just, like Gina says, you front load it. That's mm-hmm. a term that I got from Gina. You mm-hmm. know, you you prep ahead of time and prepare them and talk to them. Okay, now we're going to have Christmas break and then it's going to be time to come back. What are some things that you can do to get ready? And then I'll actually role play with the kids having, getting up in the morning 
and having mom come and drop them off at school and what will you say and what will you do? Mm. And then I encourage parents to role play that with the kids and be prepared so that they're ready that next morning and know that, you know, you've got this, you can do this. I like that. I like that. Mm. Yeah, it is a magical time of year. Um, I'm a, ah, I'm so excited for, just for everything. I currently have little kids. And so like Christmas is super magical when you have young kids in the home. Um, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and an 11-month-old. And so like just the everythingness of Christmas is magical and the opportunities to teach those those soft skills, the empathy, the kindness, the giving are abundant. And it's not like, I don't know, it's just magical. It's the best time of year. It really, really is. Not just because, oh, we're going to get gifts, we're going to get presents or all that other garbage, but it really is a season of giving, a season to become better people, a season for us, even us adults, to reflect on how we can improve and to continue to become better people, and especially us counselors, how we can help the rising generation to see that being a good person is is the funnest, most awesome thing to do. So there we go. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board and this month's segment of Starting a Little Ending Bid with our wonderful elementary school counselors. If you have any questions, please shoot us a DM on Instagram or you can shoot any one of us an email linked in the podcast description. Hope you all have a wonderful day and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.